Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Joshua Chaden. I'm Sarah Germaine Lilly. This week, Radio Gag hits the road as we address that most American of subjects, shootings and gun deaths. Josh hosts a roundtable all the way from Iowa that brings together gun violence prevention workers from Chicago, the Bronx, and Harlem, USA. Thanks, Sarah. But first, our In Memoriam. This week, our In Memoriam is for Micaiah Bryant. Micaiah Bryant, 16 years old of Columbus, Ohio was killed April 20th, 2021, just before the news was released that Derek Chauvin had been convicted of the murder of George Floyd. Micaiah was in the foster care system. Her aunt, Hazel Bryant, said her niece called the police because she was being abused by someone at the foster home where she lived. Apparently, Micaiah got into a fight that escalated with someone else who was present at the same home. She didn't deserve to die like a dog in the street, her aunt said. Micaiah's mom, Paula Bryant, described her daughter as a sweet child who was on the honor roll at school. She was a very loving, peaceful little girl, her mom said. She added, Micaiah had a motherly nature about her. She promoted peace. That's something that I want to always be remembered. Micaiah Bryant was only 16 years old and called the police for help. She ended up being killed by the police that she was seeking help from. This is yet another life stolen away too soon, and yet another example of the blatant systemic issues rooted in racism that plague our society. Micaiah, we will continue to fight for change and demand that these broken systems no longer senselessly steal lives away. Micaiah Bryant, we remember you. So Josh, tell us the idea for this panel. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I can't take sole credit for it. This past year um, has had us all asking what more can be done to address gun violence, what with the recent spate of high profile officer related shootings. A few of us started looking to inventive ways to face violence head on, and we wanted to share those ways with our listeners. And a lot of people probably don't even know what violence interruption is. So it's great that we had a chance to do this segment. That's right. I can't wait for everyone to hear how it went. We've got three great organizations with us today, Stories Beyond Statistics, Street Corner Resources, and Chi-Town GVP Summit. We'd like to introduce you all to them. So we've got Natalie here with Stories Beyond Statistics. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Natalie Arzu. I am the founder of Stories Beyond Statistics. Um, the basis of it is to go beyond the statistics, right? We hear the statistics of how many shootings, we hear about how it's going down, but each of those numbers is someone that has been impacted by gun violence and the person attached to them and how they have to go with their lives knowing that their loved one is no longer here. And, and when we're talking about gun violence prevention, the focus of Stories Beyond Statistics is to actually support those that have been impacted by gun violence, to let people know that they are not forgotten, that we are continuing their memory by addressing gun violence prevention. It's amazing. We've also got representatives here from Street Corner Resources. If Aisha and John, if you want to tell us a little bit about how 
you've come to the work um, and the practice that you've come to address violence intervention? Oh, my name is John Thalusmi. Um, I'm the admin assistant at Street Corner Resources. I work mostly in the vaccines and making sure any drug that's in need receives the counseling reserve on the scheduling. Participants are taken care of, you know, getting the schedule together in terms of events that we have undergoing here at Street Corner Resources. Peace and blessings. Mm -hmm. I'm Aisha Sekou. I'm the CEO and founder of Street Corner Resources. So the first thing I want to say is thank you for having us. So Street Corner Resources, we are part of the Cure Violence family here in New York City, part of the crisis management system under the, uh, the mayor's office to prevent gun violence. Uh, but a lot of what we do is prevention. We don't uh, wait until someone's hurt or, or stabbed or shot to jump in. That's the thing we hope that we don't have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we love to do is to do prevention by joining groups like yours, using our voices uh, to resonate against gun and gang violence and beating people up and bullying and all of that. Uh, so we have a whole host of um, resources, things that we do with young people. We create music that is positive. We have a virtual peace cafe now during this pandemic. People can join on. Uh, and talk about what they do. They can also join on and perform. We're looking for performers. And we, um, we also have free legal aid. We have a hospital responder program where we respond anytime there's a brutal beating, stabbing, or shooting. We make sure that there is no further violence. And we also have uh, young people who work, and that's what John was working on before he got on, on, on this uh, panel, uh, working on making sure that our young people are employed. And we know that in order to keep them connected, one, one of the resources they need is access uh, to money and access to a job mm -hmm. so that they understand how to work. And it keeps them away from being engaged in anything that is negative because now uh, oftentimes with young people who don't have consequential thinking, a lot of the recreation can easily be influenced by other young people who or uh, without something to do. We try to get those young people off the street and bring them in and give them positive things, serving the community with masks, supporting the community mm -hmm. with helping hands that can help make something happen and they participate in other communal events. Plan up a backyard and we just invite, uh, you know, all of the young people to take part in that. And uh, some people will say, why is it important for them to plant? When you nurture and then you begin to see it grow and you begin to see it bear fruit, you understand something about life yes. a little different because it's like they hold the tomato that's green and they say, right, I planted this. <laughs> and then it turns red and then they get a chance to taste it. And so it's just a wonderful thing uh, when you see young, young people that you never thought you'd find that soft place. You right. know, come right. in a little hard, hardened because of how they've been treated and viewed and, you know, um, you know, just profiled, all of that. And when you can get some of that out the way and bring them to a different place. And it's so important to reach out um, and make those connections when someone is young. And I'm so glad that we have Nathan here from Chi-Town GVP Summit. He has really worked with youth in that way. And I'd love, Nathan, for you to tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Thanks. So I'm Nathan Schleiden. I'm the executive director of Chi-Town GVP Summit. We do some, we don't do as much violence intervention 
what we focus on is more the advocacy. So for example, we've had the chance to work with federal and state legislators to help get laws passed. We've signed on to numerous letters to President Biden, that type of stuff, had meetings with President Biden's team and others to help really change the way people think about gun violence from only thinking about mass shootings to thinking about everyday shootings, mass shootings, domestic violence, suicide. Like you, Nathan, we do some advocacy around legislation with our direct actions, which is sort of in line with what Aisha was talking about around prevention work and using creativity and other Mm -hmm. means to um, connect with folks. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show here on listener-sponsored, commercial-free radio, WBAI. We're here every Tuesday afternoon at 2.30 p.m., bringing you the latest in the gun violence prevention movement. Let's get back to our round table with violence interrupters. We're going to dig deeper into why our guests are doing this vital work. I'd love to hear a little bit more about everyone's personal connection to the work and maybe what drew you in or an instance that comes to mind that really encapsulates or brings to life the work that you've done. Natalie, you in particular, I'd love to hear a story that you've helped amplify that really speaks you know, to your own personal connection. Um, me getting into this work was when my 16-year-old brother was shot and killed when I was 19 and I was in college. And I created Stories Beyond Statistics because there was a connection to wanting to um, support those that have been impacted by gun violence. So one of the projects I have is I give families um, that have been impacted by gun violence with a customized candle. We know that candles are symbolic by nature. We use them at um, vigils, right? We use them at funerals. I customize it. I read their stories. I also even look at the pictures. And so when I send it to the family, it's letting them know that I've read your loved one's story. And I'm letting you know that even though it's been years and you have to find a way of living with that pain, it's also understanding that everyone who's advocating for change is remembering those stories so that no one has to experience the loss and the pain that we have to live with every single day. I love that tie-in with the Jean and Aisha you do using planting, like you mentioned, Aisha, or the arts or, you know, through your music program. I'd love to hear, you know, maybe there's someone that you've reached out to or who's been drawn to your organization. Funny you say that. I wanted to speak about the Peace Cafe because that's how I joined the uh, parade and I didn't know of Three Corner Resources and they were so bright within the parade and I made that connection with this organization. And that's one of the key things that um, I help with, with Three Corner Resources Peace Cafe, and just seeing the youth be able to express themselves positively and speak it through their art by speaking peace, um, light and love. And witnessing that and bringing in more people in the community is just amazing. Creating that relationship is key. And I know each, by me seeing the, piece, the, the youth perform, I can see how rewarding it is just from their presence and just from their experience and they share it with us. 
Well, I'd like to know a little bit when Josh and John, I believe the people you mentioned, go out in the evening. What kind of things do they encounter and how do they handle on the street? Mm -hmm. And what is what do they do? So Josh uh, is the program manager for Street Corner Resources Speak Peace Forward uh, team. And when they are out on the street, they respond to, you know, whatever's happening in the community. A lot of times the community is just cool and people are just hanging out, maybe grilling and, you know, listening to music, sitting on the stoop, talking, sharing stories or what have you. And then there's other times when folks might not be like that. Maybe one or two young people having um, a disagreement and we have to interrupt that. What it looks like is like Josh and the team saying, whoa, you know, whoa, 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 let's, let's hold up one second. Could I talk to you? And just in a different voice than the voice that they're in, a lower voice, and just saying, look, we need to talk. We don't need this to turn into something ugly and just having a conversation. So what canvassing in our community looks like is good engagement. And then it looks like a firm voice uh, in the community, just uh, that voice of reason. You know, as Aisha was speaking and John, I thought about other ways that you can interrupt or intervene in violence. And part of that is knowing about the issue and educating yourself and having the awareness about what, is ex what exactly is going on around you. One of the things, Nathan, that you've been able to do at uh, with your work at Chi-Town um, is putting together the great resources like your map of school shootings. Could you tell me a little bit about how you bring that together and how that might inform possibly legislation? So yes, if you look at our website ever, you'll see we have um, a map of mass and school shootings, which unfortunately, honestly, just looks like a U.S. map covered in that. Here are the real stories of people who have been shot and killed. It reminds me what Natalie talked about with the candles is very similar to what GAG does with its human beings. And we create placards with the pictures of people who've been killed through, died through gun violence uh, with a brief story about who they were. And then we dress to hold their space. We dress all in white with veils. And we go out into the community. And when people see all these literally bodies that have been taken away from us by gun violence, it has a big impact. You know, I would agree with that, Libby. And I think what we all do is try to highlight the people. The individuals. Really, yes, the individual stories of anyone who's been impacted by gun violence. You know, Natalie, the work that you've done, it was inspired by your own tragedy in your own life. In your mind, what is the one or, or group of legislative bills that you think would really make an impact to end gun violence in America? Um, I'm very big to understand that it's more than just policies, right? Even the work that Street Corner Resources does, like everything has to work together, right? Um, even because I do advocacy work on top of the groundwork with um, the RISE project, right? On top of the um, candles I create for those that have been impacted by gun violence. There are so many different levels when you're doing this work. And so when a law is passed, like, yes, I'm happy. But then I also know that there are so many things that are deep rooted, especially in the community that I come from, that has created and like um, fueled the violence in our communities. So when we're talking about policies, policies have to be, when we're talking about those policies, also create that table 
that table for those who are doing the work in the community, but also impacted by gun violence to come to that table and say, like, when I'm thinking now when we talk about violence, it's also how it gets to the point where this person now has that gun. What circumstances? And so when we're talking about youth programs and we're talking about being able to give them money, it's also understanding that there's systems that have been created to stop people from progressing. And a lot of times people just assume people are just out here doing it because, but a lot of times people have some reasons where you just be like, yo, like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, yo, a lot of things have been put in place for that violence to continue. And so when we're talking about policies, we really have to be intentional in the policies that we're creating and know that policy isn't always the answer, but it's also the first step as the programs like um, Street Corner Resources is doing on top of the work that Chi-Town is doing. It's like, it's multiple levels to it and we all have to work in unison to actually create that change. Couldn't agree more. And I think everybody that's with us today would agree. Aisha and John, Natalie sort of touched on the work that you're doing. I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on the concept of well-rounded 360 degree approach to gun violence and that it's not just about policy, like Natalie said. We have to look at, there are bills that are sitting for 10 years or more waiting to become law, closing the gun show loophole so that people are not able to go to these flea markets, open carry states where they have these flea markets with guns on the table. And Aisha could go in as a straw buyer, a person who buys guns for someone who needs them and purchase a, a trunk full of guns and bring them back up to Harlem and distribute them throughout Harlem where people are shooting each other. You understand? Right. We had 50 shots fired the other night. That's not one gun. Exactly. Right. So everybody pulled out, including the police. You understand? So we have to have some controls. We have to talk about how do the police use the guns that they have and when, because it seems like it's no real uh, restriction on how you do that. And if there is, it's not being adhered to, right, across the country. So we have, when we talk about gun violence, we have to include police gun violence as well. They're not exempt. Uh, 100, 100%. And I think, Nathan, maybe if you could just add on to that. So that, I definitely agree with Aisha and what she said about police violence having to be involved with this. That is a key part. Right now, one of the issues I have seen when working on this is police feel like they're exempt. In a sense, just get away with it. Now, of course, not all police get away with it, as we've seen. Not all police are bad. And there is a need to have police to help investigate real shootings and stuff. For those who are not good police, they need to be able to be held accountable. And that is just something that currently is not able in our current criminal justice system, in our current legislative system doesn't happen. So that's one advocacy thing that I can tell you a lot of organizations, including ours, March for Lives Every Time, are working on. Thank you so much for, for that, Nathan. That was a great great addition to the conversation. I guess to wrap up, you know, we touched on a lot of what you guys have been doing, all the great work that you do. Um, is there maybe like a, I guess what I'd love to do is give you each an opportunity, 
opportunity to like pitch our listeners how to get involved with your organizations? Stories Beyond Statistics is a passion project and it's a donation base. So one of the things that you can do if you know someone who has been impacted by gun violence, you can write me on Instagram at Stories Beyond Statistics and just connect with me in terms of sending a candle to that loved one. I've sent candles across the country. They're orange because they signify gun violence, right? And that's how the person, their loved ones died. Also, and when you write to my Instagram, you can also see the GoFundMe. All proceeds goes towards creating that candle and shipping that candle. Um, so any donation that you can is would be greatly appreciated. But as well as if you know someone who would genuinely love the candle, please feel free to just write me all the information. Also including photos, because one of those things that I like to connect with the candle is that knowing that it's sentimental. And I customize each card because I read each story before I create that candle. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Aisha and John, you want to do a quick little elevator pitch for us? So Street Corner Resources, our mission is to prevent gun and gang violence and enhance the lives of young people. We are truly here to help. We can be reached at Street Corner Res, S-T-R-E-E-T-C-O-R-N-E-R-R-E-S on the gram. The same on Facebook. We ask people to follow us on the gram, like us on Facebook, uh, check us on Twitter and uh, love us in Harlem. And uh, lastly, if you're in Harlem, we're on 145th Street, 151 West of 145th Street. So we're online at C-H-I-T-O-W-N-G-P-P-S-U-M-M-I-T.com. And there you can view all of the research we've done with the mass shooting uh, map, the police shooting database. And you can also sign up to attend the upcoming 2021 summit. That's amazing. I can't wait to check it out. So thank you all so much for joining us today. We can't wait to hear more about the work that you're doing. Can't wait to see you all in person. Natalie, Aisha, Jean, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Gays Against Guns wants to thank WBAI for helping us reduce gun violence through our show, Radio Gag. WBAI has been supporting free speech and progressive issues for more than 60 years. Whether it's racial justice, gay rights, women's rights, climate justice, international or immigration rights, WBAI has been breaking new ground in reporting and the American conversation for decades. Without your financial support right now, we will lose this legacy. You can do your part to take action by giving a donation to WBAI today. Right now, Radio Gag has a special premium when you become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. We will send you a copy of Whose Right Is It? The Second Amendment and the Fight Over Guns by Hannah Baramovich or Grace Will Lead Us Home by Pulitzer Prize winning author Jennifer Barry Haas when you make a donation of $25 or more. Go to give to wbai.org or call 212-209-2950. That's give to wbai.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net 
or follow us at Gaze Against Guns NY on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website to learn more about upcoming gag direct actions here in New York City and beyond. Come to a gag meeting. We yes. meet on Zoom. Yes. We run the best meetings uh, in New York City, I have to say, at least the best meetings that I've ever attended. Uh, we meet on Zoom every other Thursday at 7 p.m. And our next meeting is this Thursday, 429, where we'll be planning all kinds of great actions and protests. So please join us. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. Remember, all are welcome to come to gag meetings. We hope to see you there. Many thanks to our guests, Natalie of Stories Beyond Statistics, Aisha and Jean from Street Corner Resources, and Nathan from Chi-Town GVP Summit. That's right. And a special thank you to our fellow gagger and co-host on this week's panel, Libby Edwards. Well, thanks for listening. And we're back here Tuesday, next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. In three weeks, we're really excited to bring you a special feature on Harvey Milk, a personal hero of mine. I know he's a personal hero of yours, Sarah, and everyone at GAG. Uh, we're gonna honor him on Harvey Milk Day, celebrated here on WBAI. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. And we leave you with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. Ooh, my little spitty one, my spitty one. Every sneeze you're spreading your slime, Corona. When you feel your fever run, your fever run. Cover up your cough every time, Corona. Everybody stop, 20 seconds. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot. Make it fun, do a pretty dance. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, Corona. Stand a little further off when you come. Maybe it is quarantine time, Corona. Ain't got no community immunity. There is no vaccine that's up like Corona. Everybody stop, 20 seconds. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot. Make it fun, do a pretty dance. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, Corona. Bye, Corona. Healthcare is a human right, not out of sight. We can fight a viral blight like Corona. Work together to be sure we'll find a cure. Trust in science and we can spike Corona. Everybody stop, 20 seconds. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot. Make it fun, do a pretty dance. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, Corona. Bye, Corona.